Hi, I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. This is episode number one. Today, I am chatting with Alex Kohick. Alex and I met way back in middle school, and although we now live on opposite coasts of the country, our friendship still stands. As far as I can remember, Alex has been my go-to girl to chat all things book-related. I am beyond excited to share our conversation with you. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you, Kara. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about your reading life? Sure. So um, as long as I can remember, I've been really excited um, about reading books. So I don't know if any everyone who is a book reader feels like this, but when I'm reading a book, it's like watching a movie in my head. So I, I love it. And I um, read a lot as a result because it's kind of just like you know watching a movie but you know you and I were in the same like English and reading classes you know growing up in school and from there when I went to college I wanted to major in business but I stink at math and could not (laughs) really pass my math classes that well Um, and so like English and you know reading has always just been kind of like a a first love and so that was what I majored in 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 English and, and ended up being like English lit Um, although like overall it was just called English. And so I did so much reading in college and then I just, you know, just carried on, um, my whole life. Um, and then I had, um, my daughter a few years ago and then my reading kind of stopped and it, you know, it was talking with you and how much you love to read and, and all of the different books that you share that got me kind of back into it pretty strong these last couple of years again. Yay. Do you find that having read so much for college, like as a required reading, did that burn you out at all from reading or did it enhance your love of reading? Um, A little bit of both. So it burned me out in the sense that I don't like reading what I don't like to read. Because so like in <laughs> college, I had to read so much that um, maybe I didn't enjoy or I wasn't interested in. Um, and so I have a hard time kind of pushing through those books that I don't care for. Um, but it did not luckily stop me from reading after my college life. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And hopefully now it has kind of led you to know like what books you really love and what books yes. just are not for you, which I feel like our time is so short. So great reading yes. the books that, you know, work for us are really important at this stage of our life. (laughs) Yes, I completely agree. Our time is so precious, right? Yes. So, well, speaking of time, how do you find time to read in your day? Um, Well, I was having a hard time, you know, with a little one finding time to read. And then, you know, like I said, talking with you, you have three little ones and, you know, you still find so much time to read. And your suggestion about audiobooks was game changer for me. So what I do is I always have um, either a hard copy book or a book on my Kindle I'm reading. And then I always have an audio book going on at the same time. So, you know, depending on the month, I can knock out, you know, two or three books, you know, one or two reading one or two um, via my audible subscription. So that's kind of how I, you know, and I listen to that while I'm washing dishes. And when I'm to and from picking up, you know, Cora from school and, you know, doing all of that. So you get it in wherever you can, really. 
I love that because I also feel like those mindless tasks of, you know, our requirements in the day, like it just helps them go by so, so much quicker or uh, easier with doing something that we love on top of it. (laughs) It's so true. I loathe doing the dishes. We don't have a dishwasher. Our home is really old. You're the dishwasher. (laughs) Yes, I'm the dishwasher and it just makes the time go by so quickly when I can listen to an audio book while I do it. Yes. And even when I'm so tired at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I can put on my audiobook and then I can fold the laundry or do the dishes. And I feel like it just gives me that little bit of perk to like finish out the day strong. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you feel like you're maximizing your time. Like, you know, you're doing something, even though, you know, all of the housework is certainly important too. Yes. I love that. Um, do you have certain genres that you prefer to read on audiobooks? Let's start there. Um, yes. Yeah, so I need it to be kind of light. Um, so it's hard for me to read anything, um, too deep or, you know, too heavy on audiobooks. And so I like a lot of the romance stuff, a lot of, um, kind of easy fiction. Um, and I also like some of the self-help books on, um, audio, um, I am able to listen to pretty easily as well. Yeah, that's good. I love that. I feel like I'm pretty on the same track as you there with the types of books that I read on audio. Do you have any other genres that you prefer to read maybe in hard copy or? Yeah, so I kind of I go between the classics. So you know, I really um, like the things that you know, the um, Catcher in the Rye, the J.D. Salinger, and I'm a big F. Scott Fitzgerald fan. And, um, you know, I like a lot of the the old classics or the ones that you would find on like, the list of 100 books to read before, you know, you turn 100. Um, And then I really just like um, romantic fiction. So like, to me, that's the biggest thing I feel like, especially since 2020, since the COVID era, life is just so hard and so Mm -hmm. real all the time that when I read a book, I kind of want to escape a little bit and I want, you know, some happiness. Yeah. You know, every story is going to have a little bit of drama to keep it interesting, but you know, I kind of want a happy ending and um, I would just, I want it as a means to escape and for it to be light and funny. Yes, I can totally relate to that. Like life is heavy enough. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So give us something happy. Yes. (laughs) So, well, I had you on today because I know romantic fiction is a genre that you love. And it actually is one that I feel like I very um, have underexplored, but is something that has always interested in me. But I don't know what books to pick up. So I'm really excited to have our conversation today about our book flights on romantic fiction. So want to go ahead and get started with our first book? Yes, me too. I will say that I underexplored this genre for a long time because I felt like maybe like I was more scholarly than um, (laughs) this genre. Like, oh, I shouldn't be reading, you know, the fluff, but like, I really enjoy it. And once I just got over that, like, it's okay for me, everything that I read doesn't have to have like any sort of educational purpose to it. And I'm okay to just enjoy a book for what it is. I really got into um, the romantic fiction and I really like it. So, well, sometimes I'll say that there is the, sometimes the covers of the romance novels, I'm a little like, Huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't go too deep. And if if I would be embarrassed for my husband to come across it, I probably I don't <laughs> I don't read that deep of the romantic. I I say that the ones that I kind of focus on are a little bit like they have a great story and a good amount of romance. So a little bit of of both, I would say. Love it. That sounds like right up my alley. So I'm yes. really excited. <laughs> so the one I wanted to start with um, is you know has gotten a lot of traction since. Uh, 
2020. So the author's name is Colleen Hoover, um, and she kind of blow, blew up on TikTok during the whole quarantine COVID situation. Um, and since then, I think that she just increasingly becomes more and more popular. And I've been um, like, I follow her on social media. And I also have read some articles and like, she has sold like 3 million more copies than the Bible. So wow. yeah, so her books are really um, picking up traction. And the the book in specifically that I, I wanted to recommend today would be it's titled Reminders of Him. Um, and it's one of her recent um, novels that I have just read. And um, do you want me to do a synopsis of the book? Or yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Okay, so this book, um, the main characters are Kenna Rowan and Ledger Ward. So the book is about um, a young mother who had a tragic event happen in her life. Um, she went away to prison for five years. Wow. And the story goes into, you know, why and what happened surrounding that. And then she comes out and she decides unbeknownst to anyone to move into the town where her daughter is now living with her um, in-laws. And so the story is surrounding, um, you know, her quest to um, try to meet, she's never met her daughter, uh, aside from, you know, the day that her daughter was born. So to meet wow. this, this girl and to also um, kind of move herself into this family and, and it, she meets some people along the way, one of those individuals being um, Larger Ward and kind of starts a romantic relationship with him. So it's the, all of the the turmoil, turmoil and the ups and downs that that goes with it. And then, you know, some romance sprinkled in there as well. So I thought it was really great. Love it. And her, so her children are young in the book, it sounds like. Yeah, she has one daughter who is four. Okay. All so right. that's who she's trying to reconnect with and to establish a relationship with. And so one of the reasons why I like this book so much is that, so my daughter was four, recently turned five, and you just put yourself into the, you know, her, like, I couldn't imagine, you know, giving birth to my daughter and then not having a relationship with her, not getting to, you know, see her and knowing that somebody else is raising her and, you know, maybe they don't want me to be involved for, you know, whatever reason. And so I really um, could, you know, resonate with some of those feelings that she was having. Yeah, I love that about books, because I feel like it, you know, if it's similar situations to what we are in, like we can create, we have so much more empathy, um, and we can understand. And I think yeah. it just speaks differently to our lives when it fits in like that. Yes, I agree. Awesome. I actually think I have seen what or I'm not sure if I've read it, but one of Colleen Hoover's books, but it's not this one. So I'm excited to check this one out. So um, do you have anything else you want to add about that one? Yeah. So, okay. the, well, the other thing that, um, you know, makes, she has a, a bunch of bestsellers out, but one of the things that makes her so great is that she doesn't shy away from talking about the tough topics. So like this mother was in jail, right? So I think people are going to have really polarizing opinions on whether this mother should be able to have a relationship with her daughter even, you know, so mm -hmm. um, they, she has um, novels surrounding um, domestic abuse. And so there's, you know, really polarizing opinions with that. She has um, novels that has characters that are hearing impaired, and you don't have a lot of um, novels that the character has some sort of disability um, or struggle. And, and 
in that sense, she has some, you know, surrounding mental illness. So she covers the gamut, I think, as far as, um, you know, really tough storylines and, and um, strong point of views on, on some of that. Um, and then, but also throwing in always the, the little bit of romance, some spicy scenes, you know, just also keeping the book light in, in some aspects and, and that, that level of romance too. I love that. Like to bring in the hard topics, but then keep it a little bit lighter with yes. the, uh, <laughs> the <Yeah>. romance <laughs> topic. It kind of reminds me or sounds like maybe Jodi Picoult. Is that yes. like similar like that? Yes. I feel like she also discusses those harder topics and um, but does a very good well, a very good job with them and makes you really think about your position on those topics. I agree. She's one of the more popular authors, I think, in this like kind of romantic fiction genre, too, I would say. Oh, great. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that one. So that sure. one was Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. All right. When what's your second book? The second book that I really enjoyed that I read this year is by Ellen Hildebrand, and it's titled 28 Summers. So um, most of Ellen's novels, I've read several of them this year, they take place on Nantucket Island where she lives. So I already love that a lot of her scenery is, you know, island, beachy um, theme, and that, you know, kind of makes it... um, really light and it makes it an easy read. So New York Magazine um, has titled her the queen of beach reads. So if it gives you some indication about, you know, the easy and light reading. Um, But 28 Summers, um, I thought was, I hadn't read anything like this, which kind of surprised me. So um, it's about two individuals, Mallory Blessing um, and Jake McLeod, who is her brother's, one of her brother's best friends. Um, They meet one summer when her brother comes to visit on Nantucket Island, and they kind of hit it off and um, really develop this romantic um, and deep relationship, but it only happens once a year. So every summer they meet at the same place, you know, her home in Nantucket, the same time um, of the year, and they end up having this really great uh, relationship. And it kind of, you know, the book kind of explores um, the, the ups and downs that happens with somebody who you love so much that you only get to see once a year, you both have a life outside of this one long weekend that you have. Um, maybe you have other significant others. Maybe, um, you know, different things are happening in your careers. And this time and time again, you still go back for that that weekend. Um, and so it was. I thought it was really interesting um, and different from some of the other romantic books that I've read. Yeah. So does it, it spans over, I'm guessing, a, like 28 years? Like it's yes. a pretty expansive novel? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's great. And it sounds boring, but you know, there's things happening in both of their lives that kind of keep it interesting. And you find out why, you know, they would or wouldn't work um, long term or together and in, in real life, I'll call it, you know. Um, so it was it's, it, it was an easy read. I think I probably read it in a day, day and a half. So which is perfect, especially for this busy season. I know yes. that it's uh, <laughs> with the holidays coming up that that might be really great for some, just these quick <laughs> reads. Yes. Um, yeah, and I actually, Ellen Hildebrand is another author I have not read, but I know she's a very prolific writer. I mean, you can yes. see it on the bookshelves when you go. Um, so, but this sounds really interesting. I love, I actually really like those like ones that course the, tra- you know, like a lifetime a little bit together. Yes. 
you can see the progression and the growth and maturation of the characters. I think it's Absolutely. really great um, to kind of see that change. Yeah. And she also has, um, um, Ellen has another series. It's called the Paradise Series. And so it's, um, I think, a trilogy of books. I've read, I think, two out of the three. So I have to get going on that third one, but it takes place on an island and, you know, the different events that happen there. But I just found out that they are, um, in 2022, going into production with Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's going to star in um, the series that they're making based on that book. So I'm actually kind of excited to see that as well yeah oh I love when they I mean especially most of the time right like I think books tend to do a better job <laughs> than mm -hmm. movies um but I love then to get to see it on the screen and like you were saying in the beginning of the episode just how they like are kind of like movies right but it's a movie you're kind of creating in your own head by reading the scenery and the plot and like you said this sounds like she has a lot of scenery from Nantucket so that sounds great Yes. And you can compare and contrast what you envision those characters of, you know, those scenes in your head versus how they played out in the movie. Even if, yeah, like you said, the book is typically better. It's still interesting to see and to watch. So this one in particular, though, it's not part of a series. It's one on its own. It is. It's one okay. on its own. Yeah. All right. Because I was going to ask, like, if you were to pick it up in the middle or something, like you don't want to have any spoilers. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Any other things you want to add on that one? Nope. Okay. All right. So that was 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. And now we're on to our third book. Yes. Yeah, so the this third book that I wanted to talk about is a little bit different um, than the other two. Um, it's called The Idea of You by Robin Lee. Um, and it's actually her debut novel. Um, I didn't realize, but so Robin Lee is super educated. So she um, was a graduate of Yale University and Columbia Law School, but she's actually an actress. And so wow. we've seen her in movies like National Security, Deliver Us from Eva, Hitch. Um, so she has, you know, she has a lot going on and this is her first book and I'm going to be very honest here. It was one that I had on my Amazon prime for free. And so, you know, I nice. just decided to read it. I was, <laughs> I didn't want to purchase another book. So I decided just to, you know, to pick it up and I was blown away by how good it was. So the basis of this story is, um, the main character, Celine Marchand, she's a 39 year old mother who, um, is, the owner of a, an art gallery in LA and she decides to take her daughter who is uh, I don't know I think maybe I don't know let's say like between 13 and 15 I forget her exact age but you know okay. a like a preteen slash teen mm -hmm. she takes her to go see her favorite boy band and in the book the boy band is called August Moon but us that come from the boy band era we can imagine in our head the NSYNC Backstreet Boys you know we can kind of picture you know what this boy band might be in our head and she hits it off with um, one of the members of the boy band who is 24. So again, she's 39, <laughs> <laughs> almost turning 40 and this um, individual is 24. And, you know, initially she sees it as nothing but, you know, maybe some, you know, attention that she's kind of excited as, you know, almost turning 40 and going through kind of that soon to be middle-aged slump, um, mm -hmm. you know, that she's getting this attention. But what ends up happening over the course of the book is she develops a, a, a very real um, and emotional connection with this young man. 
Um, so it was kind of, I've, I've never read or obviously experienced um, something like this. So I just found it, you know, really interesting as I soon am approaching 40 as well to kind of <laughs> put myself, you know, in her position and, and how I would feel, you know, she's divorced and she has a daughter who's not much younger than this gentleman that she's falling for. And, you know, he's a superstar and it's very interesting in my opinion. Okay. And then does the daughter, like, do you get the daughter's opinion on the situation? You do, yes. I don't want to give anything away, but okay. you know, the daughter eventually finds out and there's that dyna- dynamic between, you know, mother and daughter and um, her relationship with the, um, his name is Hayes Campbell. So her relationship with Hayes and just, just navigating um, the, the whole thing. And it's, a very light read. Um, Obviously, the story is pretty far fetched, you know, but also very easy, very fun read, I think. Yeah. And then you can still see like the relationships. It sounds like it talks a lot about that. And I think that that can make it really interesting too. Yeah. And the insecurities, right? Like the insecurities that um, a 40 year old might feel, you know, dating a 24 and even vice versa, you know, what a 24 year old might feel against, um, you know, somebody who's 40 and educated and she owns her own art gallery and she knows all of these well-to-do individuals in LA and New York and such. And so it's very, very interesting. Um, And like the last book I just talked about, so there is going to be a film adaptation of this book too in 2022, starting Anne Hathaway, which is a big name. Yeah. Um, So I'll be really curious to see. And I had no idea, again, when I picked the book, it was just kind of random. So I'll be curious to see how that turns out as well. Oh, that's great. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you got it for free on Amazon Prime? Sure. So I have um, an Amazon Prime account. And on my Kindle, because of this Amazon Prime account, um, when I'm searching for a book to purchase, um, they also show me books that are included with my Amazon membership. And so it was one of the ones that just kind of um, scrolled across my main feed, I'll I'll say. Um, But also, if you look it up, if you have Amazon Prime, um, it may also, when you go to download it, show that, you know, you can get it for free if it's, it's, I mean, I read this er much earlier in the year. So I don't, I don't know that it still is, but that might be how you might find it. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't even know you could do that, but I should look into that. Is it like a rental, like the library? It is. Yeah. So it it lets you take out, I don't know, like maybe five or six um, titles at a time. And so if you go to download something um, and you already have too many out, like I forget to remove them after I read them, then you can just exchange one of your past read ones for this new title. So it's, it's really neat. Do you get to keep it for like a certain window of time or like you get that forever until you want another one? Like you said, you can exchange it for something different. Unlimited. I have books on there from several years back that I just kind of forget about. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, I really had no idea. So thank you for teaching me something new today (laughs) about Amazon Prime. I'm like, I definitely use Audible, but I don't have kindle uh, but i do have it on the ipad so like i could do something like that that would be yeah, really great i even have it on my phone and like when i'm at the chiropractor and like you know i do like a stim treatment or ice afterwards i just kind of pull it up on my phone and you know can read very easily there as well so oh that's great yeah that's like one of my tips for people that are like how do you find time to read i'm like just carry a book with you everywhere like yes. even in like the five eight minute window you do not think that you could fit reading in it's a great time to do it. Like you're waiting for the kids at the school drop off line or you're yeah. at the doctor, like you said, and you have a few minutes to kill. Um, and so I find that that's like one way you can really fit stuff in. And it 
to me, it feels a little bit better than like mindlessly scrolling on my cell phone, which I'm not saying I don't do too. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do feel a little bit better or like more productive if I read a book versus mindlessly scroll. So. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm with you with that. All right. Um, okay. So anything else about that one? Nope. Okay, so that was our third book. That was The Idea of You by Robin Lee. And I'm going to have to go and look at who Robin Lee is because you mentioned all those movies and I don't consider myself very well versed in the pop culture. At least like I can't recall her picture, but I want to go see who this, who Robin Lee is. So yeah, when I looked her up, she looked very familiar to me, but she doesn't play a character where I could be like, oh, she's, you know, this person, but she's definitely uh, recognizable, I would say when when you see her picture. Oh, yay. Okay. Well, I'm going to go take a look after we get off our call. (laughs) I would like to add one dessert pairing to complement Alex's romantic fiction book flight. The book, rather a series, I would like to recommend is the Love Walked In series by Marissa De Los Santos. I accidentally started with this series by picking up the third and final book, I'll Be Your Blue Sky. I picked this book up not realizing it was part of a series and I fell in love with it and the characters. I laughed out loud, I cried, and experienced a whole range of emotions through reading this book. That, and I couldn't put it down. To me, that is indicative of a good book. I then followed up with the second book and have been holding off on the last book since I do not know about you, but when I finish a book series I really enjoyed, I go through a bit of a book hangover. Each book focuses on a different character, but they are connected throughout the book series. In I'll Be Your Blue Sky, you follow the story of Claire Hobbs. Early on in the book, she meets Edith Heron, and this woman changes her life. Edith dies a few weeks after their meeting and leaves her the Blue Sky house. Immediately, Claire feels connected to this house, but she cannot figure out why. Throughout the book, she explores the mystery of what this house really was and what it means to her. The story is one that goes between two time frames, the 1950s and the present, and in the two different voices of Edith and Claire. There is romance within the mystery, and I think this pairs perfectly with our romantic fiction book flight. Well, I want to uh, close our episodes actually with a little bit of bonus pairings, which is really just a speed round. So these are just going to be some quick questions that I'm going to ask you um, and you can just give us your answer. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. So where is your favorite place to read? Um, In bed uh, with my husband. He loves to read too. And so we both like to read before bed. I know that you and your husband do a book club together. Would you be willing to share? Because I just love this idea. Yes. So okay, I, I would recommend this to somebody who is a seasoned reader and who just really wants to like get out of their comfort zone. Um, my husband likes genres that are completely different than mine. So he's more, he likes um, historical nonfiction, biographies, things like that. And I, I never got into them. And so we each exchanged a list of um, six titles and, or I, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12, we pared it down. And then, um, so we each had six titles and then the other person picks a book each month from the other's list. And so, um, we're kind of giving, he's getting to read things that he doesn't like, you know, not necessarily would choose to read. Um, and same thing with me. And then we kind of talk about it, um, together, but it's, it's really fun. And another way to just kind of connect. 
Yes, I love it. I've like loved that idea ever since you told me. I still have yet to get my husband <laughs> on board. Um, but we actually, we did exchange a list and we listened to one book recently driving to San Antonio, but it ended up not really working for us, either of us, I will say. Um, so we need to revisit our list. But I just absolutely love that idea. And I think it pairs perfectly in the romantic fiction genre. Yes. Like what better way to like connect with your spouse or your significant other than to have a little book club with amongst each other. Yes. So I think that that was great. So thank you for sharing. Sure. That. Absolutely. Um, okay. So back to our speed rounds, but yes. what is one book you have read that has changed your life? Um, I would say Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Don't know if you've ever mm. read that or not, but it definitely was life-changing for me. Oh, I love it. I have started it in all honesty. And it, and then we moved actually. So it ended up getting packed up with the mover. So I need to revisit it because I think I only got about 50 pages in, but I could see how even in like 50 pages, I was already highlighting. Yes. Like, there was so many gems in there. They go through so many things. And like, I, one of my favorite quotes comes from that book and that's that Glennon always says like, we can do hard things. And I just have to, it's just like my mantra to just remind myself when life gets normal hard, right? Just the, the things that we mm -hmm. encounter all the time, like I can do hard things. I've done hard things before and I can continue to do them. So very empowering book for females. I love that. Love that so much. Okay. Which do you prefer audio or hard copy books? Hard copy books. Cause often I think I read faster than, even though I know you can kind of speed up the audio, it always sounds kind of weird. So I, I definitely prefer reading in print. Awesome. And then last question, what are you reading next? So I just started Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towles. Have you read that or mm -hmm. no? It's on my list. Oh, okay. David just, my husband just read it um, and suggested he really wanted to get my thoughts on it. He said that it was like top three of his favorite books, which is like high praise coming from my husband. So I'm in the middle of, um, you know, I just started it some a few chapters in and it's one that we're going to get to chat about and, and talk a little bit about. So I'm excited. I love that because I know he's a seasoned reader he as is. well. Yeah. So that's a really good recommendation when it comes from him. Yes. So. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. And thank you all for listening to Alex Kohick and I in our discussion today on romantic fiction. Thanks so much for having me. This was so fun, Kara. You're welcome. <laughs> We'd love to hear what other books you might pair with your romantic fiction book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show. So if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.